fun. That was a good one. That was fun. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm getting ready to go to New York. I know. You got to pack. I got to pack. I did a You're going to be leaving in... You're my gonna... flight is at 7 a.m. Oh, boy. So it'll be a very early morning. It's very, you know, it's the, the L.A. to New York is... Honestly, it's very funny that the two cities have become like, oh, bi-coastal, because it's kind of the most impossible day to plan. And it was basically, it's that thing where you either have an early morning and then can actually do something on the <sighs> night that you get in, have a dinner even or a drink, or you leave at a more normal hour and that's it. Also, I am of the mindset, not so much flying out of LA is fine, but when I fly out of any other city... I like to do one of the first flights because when they start having delays and yeah. problems, the later your flight is, the less likely you're getting out. Right. So Ooh, that's true. So I always try to fly out early, especially in the winter months. Yeah. I just became like an early flight person. And and whenever yeah, Tim and I kind of would do our like East Coast to see his family, especially because it'd be like driving to get to his parents place. And it's like. I can knock out an early morning, you know, yeah. like early mornings aren't that hard for me anymore. And to me, and you get on the plane and you can snooze and whatever. But I mean, one day we could be living a first class life. Too. That's what I want. I'm not there. But one day we will. Knows? We will someday. But no, I'm, maybe I'm, a bus will hit me <laughs> like a city bus and I'll I'll make so much careful, money. You were saying you've been manifesting things. So you better yeah. you have to be careful. I survived. Okay, okay. I survived. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, knew someone that happened to. I knew someone who fell into a pothole in San Francisco, like an open manhole, like a cartoon, and she broke her pelvis. Oh and my God. Got to like sue, got to, sued she the city. She was lucky enough to. <laughs> she sued the city of San Francisco <gasps> and got a fair amount of money for it, but it was like a car know, cartoon. Samuel L. Jackson was hit by a subway car what i think he was dragged actually <laughs> this why, is long before laughing. he had his acting career oh my god and he got a settlement from the city <gasps> sammy look, j look like he rose above but no i'm excited i'm going to a wedding uh, one of these long delayed covid weddings that was supposed to be like spring 2020 my friend from grad school and i'm really excited i'm excited to get to see her and do a little New York and then jet on back. How long are you staying? Truly only two nights, Friday, Saturday, and then I come back Sunday. It's You're really gonna, quick. Yeah. It's expensive. You can't just hang out in New York. No. Are you staying in a hotel? Yeah. That's expensive. I like, you know, it's like, I'm not, I don't like asking to be a house guest. Well, in, no, in New York? In New York, you can't. So it's like, you kind of have to stay in a hotel and it's like, it's not really that kind of a place where you can tack on a couple nights. It's like, that's a lot. So, and you know, it's still COVID time. So it's, I just, and I was weird. just there. I did a week over the summer. And so to me, I just didn't have that hankering of, oh, I'll turn this into a whole thing. I was like, I think I'm just going to be a business lady who jets in and jets out so I can get back to work on Monday. Me got to work. I got to work. But you're going to play the song, let 
let the river run. <laughs> I don't know this song. That's from Working Girl. Okay. I love hearing your it's, beautiful voice. It's, when, it's in the beginning when all the ladies are walking in their sneakers. Oh, and then I love this. Yes, When yes, they yes. get to work, they put on their pumps. This is what I thought all adult women did for years. We, no matter what, whether they lived in a city or not. <laughs> I thought like being an adult woman was like a shoulder pad, little business suit <laughs> and sneakers and then heels on once you sit at your desk. Yes. Very funny. We used to do an improv show called Working Girls, and we were all we'd all taken a an improv class in Paramus, New Jersey. Oh, and we would do it like in so we'd walk on stage in sneakers and then change into our heels, <laughs> and, and we would wear like you know little short wigs and and our business suits, and we would do improv. That. I love that. Oh, <laughs> I like that visual. Oh. Um, but that's me. Did you watch anything fun this week? I didn't i had to catch up because we, we had a lot we yeah. had we we were delayed and then now we had to do all this so but i did i told you i went to i went for a little walkabout yeah. with our friend trish oh, and her happy. beautiful beautiful daughter alice oh i love that little angel we went to descanso gardens which i've never been to oh it's so beautiful it's so beautiful they do really beautiful like holiday stuff too like halloween and christmas these oh. like little themed walkthroughs i got a pass so if you yes. want to go we went to the christmas one maybe i guess probably two years ago pre-pandemic and it was like they had like little like cocktail stations. Let's do it. It's so fun. Let's do it's I can't recommend it enough. Uh, but it was such a cute moment. There was this little we were there was a family as we were walking over the some bridge of a koi pond. Yeah. And as we turned the corner, this little girl exactly the same age as Alice went <gasps> and reached for her. And it was oh. so funny. She was like, it was like, girlfriend. Oh, my God. It's very cute. Oh, I like imagining it because I can see that little face in my, in oh. my head. And Alice was like, oh, hey, girl. Oh my, oh, my God. Look at my neighbors. Can you see across the way? They're dancing in the window. I can't see them. And, oh, you have to look. You okay. come over here. Get see. up. Look at the dance party that is happening. Oh, my <gasps> God. They're kissing. Oh, my God. It's like oh an my... older couple. No, it's not. It's a guy with dyed blonde hair. Oh, I thought it was an old man. Are they you... doing a workout class? I'm seeing they... knees get lifted. Oh, my God, you guys. Wow. They kiss. I love it. They're an older couple. Absolutely not. I saw what looked like a head of white hair. <laughs> it was It's Peroxide. very bright it. blonde. Um, I did start watching. I watched the first episode of The Way Down as for your wreck and i can't wait to keep watching the characters i i can't believe that you know i can't believe that everyone didn't talk about that woman's hair for the last two weeks i mean there's been other zeitgeisty stuff but i was like this is the most visually i guess fascinating people like person focused on like oh did they find the zodiac killer <laughs> did they they think they might have oh my god i did not know that i mean they're just not sure I do also dead. feel like the f main focus, and I was included, was nothing but Sopranos. And I watched the Sopranos uh, movie over the weekend. I am stuck in season four because I know something is about to happen that I'm, that's going to make me sad to mm. one of the characters I like. And so I'm just like having a hard time moving forward. I get that. But I will say that it, it's great, especially season four. The good news is the that I waited this long to watch The Sopranos and so I'm not really missing out by not jumping on immediately. No. Is it a miniseries or is it a movie? It's a movie. Okay. And yeah, I don't want to spoil too much. Don't. So if just you Just spoil get a little. Just kidding. Don't. No, I just, I. it was very, it was exciting and it was fun to get caught up in it and like, 
order Italian food oh, and fun. like and make a thing out of it. But yeah, I think it also it also made me just largely miss the show. You know, yeah, there's kind of no so way. It's so sad that to know that it can it can never be. And the James Gandolfini's gone. It's yeah, so sad. And, it, and it's intense to be looking at this like approximation of his face, and it's his son, and like it. it there's a lot oh. of like emotional layers to it. But yeah, it was that. I feel like that. I felt like I've been coming out of Sopranos fog this week because which isn't the happiest feeling. No, it's pretty dark, and like you, and because of all that, like. It, it has a, even though the show is I always tell people who haven't watched it because I only watched it for the first time last year and it was so much better a than I I was prepared for even though everybody said it was great but then also how much funnier it is it's funny there's a lot of really deeply funny 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 it's parts so interesting because I don't remember ever watching it and yet I, everything is familiar that's how I felt where I was like I think there's just a lot of it was so big that there is a lot of like osmosis. Yeah. And it was also, I, I someone reminded me of this recently. It was while Sex in the City was as big as it was. So I think I would also kind of catch like drips and drabs on yeah. like Sex in the City night. But that my world was Sex in the City. I felt like it was like Ugh. one or the other for a lot of people or we women. Had a ritual on Sunday nights. Yeah. They used to have this thing called a flip it cake. What is that? It was like this little frozen chocolate cake, but at the bottom of it, when you heated it up in the microwave, it had caramel. So when you flipped it over and my friend Rebecca, shout uh, out, shout out Rebecca, we would go, we would get a flip it cake and go sit on the floor in front of my mom's like bed. My mom had always has like amazing, especially when I was in high school, we were like living high on the lovely home. Yeah. Times have changed, but we would sit in front of her bed on the ground. We put a little towel so we didn't mess up her rug Mm. and we would all mom would watch like she'd be in bed and we, and we'd eventually when we finish our flip a cake, get up in bed when we watch sex in the city. I love that. Yeah, it was, that was my HBO era. And I remember it being like very almost gendered where it's like, Sopranos is for boys, which is not Mom true. Mom was watching Sopranos too, but she was watching that with my brother. Mm, yeah, I just thought it was not for me, and I was wrong because it is. I mean, maybe it wouldn't have been at that point, but but yeah, it was. It was like a lot of Sopranos floating through the air. We're a big mafia family. <gasps> not that we're involved, but that we like it, and I think it's because it is reminiscent of. I come from a very patriarchal patriarchal family dynamic where my grandfather very much was at the head of he was our don not Mm -hmm. italian but he very much was in charge yeah so it feels very familiar to us and so when i was little we would watch all the godfather movies and that's why i'm always screaming about people not snitching (laughs) that's why i'm a big no snitch look sometimes i think that relationships are stronger than laws <laughs> I'm and that's learning, just where i am i'm learning mafia marcy and i love it i i truly do i i'm also this is just me talking about myself now that i don't do well with authority figures mm-hmm. because my family is the authority figure so sense. how dare anyone else think that something that they could put something on me like my aunt was the vice principal when i was in high school my grandfather was a sheriff i mean i just don't know how anyone i mean i am like afraid of those people but you guys can't do anything to me mm-hmm. especially when i lived in louisiana and they were the sheriff like my my grandfather or then later my uncle became the sheriff i was like i literally 
you're i'm untouchable look at you a full tony there would be i mean aside from actual murder i was like i won't like i will get in trouble at home I'm you're like not you're like about- an aj or a meadow yeah i mean although we were my family is more strict than the than tony and yeah. carmella yeah way more strict <laughs> oh you don't want to disappoint odom no odom no all right that's enough should, should we, we get into some news? news so there's not a lot of news since we last recorded know, on monday short week unless guys hey throughout the week if you have anything you really want us to cover oh god yeah drop it in the comment of the previous episode oh that's a great idea because we do look at those that's how we know you guys really want us to do summer house 100 percent. so we're definitely going to do that yes tell us tell us so let us know if there's something you have to hear us talk about and that's just a nice place for it to all live so we can find it i love that plan but did you read this new york times article so i didn't finish it but i know what happens (gasps) So we can talk about it. It's the kidney lady. The kidney lady. I, I kind of love, especially when it's like an old, good old fashioned, like sh- article or a short story that happened mm-hmm. with a cat lady one and from a, a couple years ago. I love when something like this just sort of like hits because people are ravenous. So if you don't know what we're talking about, there is a New York Times article. Maybe we should put it somewhere. We'll put the link. If, in, yeah. if we don't link it, we'll do it in the comments. So this New York Times article comes out. Who is the bad art friend? Who is the bad art? Art often friend? draws inspiration from life. But what happens when it is your life inside the curious case of Don Dorland v. Sonia Larson? It is a long read, though. Yeah. Like, I, I was listening to it while I was getting like stuff Yeah, that's done. why I only got like and it's three quarters o- of the way through. Over an hour long to listen to it. Yeah, so, but it's fascinating. I guess the summary is this woman who is an aspiring she's a writer yeah she's not a published writer i believe not yet she's taught writing courses and taken many and she also a few years ago decided to give her kidney to anonymously to someone donate a kidney to a stranger as like they call it a living donor yes yeah so she did that. She started a Facebook group yeah. to tell everyone about her journey. And she invited some friends and family. And then eventually some some writers she knew from these writers groups. Mm-hmm. And she noticed, it's very strange, that like on her kidniversary, kidniversary. not everyone had liked or engaged with her Facebook page. Oh it's God. really weird that her friends it's almost like did they surely they know she gave a kidney they away have to know she they did have it. to know and so well i guess she emails to ask why i mean this is the turn this is the turn i mean there's many turns but it's like, like you you there's a a world in which you're like i can't believe this happened to this woman that these people because it keeps growing guys but to be like, hey, I don't know if you heard, but I gave my kidney away. And she's someone's like, like, oh, yeah, I did hear it. Congrats. She's, she's like, like, it's weird that you did hear, but didn't say anything. It's exactly that. <laughs> Over email, I pulled it up. Larson answered Dorland's message with a chirpy reply. How have you been, my dear? Dorland replied with a rundown of her next writing residencies and workshops and casually, as casually as possible asked, I think you're aware I donated my kidney this summer, right? <laughs> Only then did Larson gush. Oh, yes, I did see on Facebook that you donated your kidney. What a tremendous thing. 
Afterward, Dorlin would wonder if she really thought it was that great. Why did she need reminding? It's so amazing. <laughs> One of the best lines is she goes to this like writers conference and she's like, all these people, I surely must know that I donated a kidney, but none of them. <laughs> this is donate is not is donating a kidney not a big deal to these writers. <laughs> she's like, I would have thought for sure as writers, public servants, which I don't understand how she got not there. Not the same. Not the same thing. This woman, like like I said. So it the where it gets very sticky is one the writer that you were just talking uh-huh, about the other woman Sonia Larson Sonia Larson does write a short story about a woman who gets into a really <laughs> terrible car accident she's a drinking problem car accident and then she it receives a kidney and then eventually does meet the the donor and it's a story about sort of white privilege and a, a narcissist who like really needs the praise for giving the kidney and right and this, we should note Sonia is a more accomplished writer at this yes, point is more published yes. is like more established at this writing workshop that they know she's each other friends from. with Mrs. Little Fires everywhere <laughs> yes so <laughs> then she gets word that there you wait I heard that you wrote a short story about a kidney transplant that's really interesting because I feel like you never really made a big deal about my <laughs> it is so wild I I highly it's a fascinating read about why we motivations behind yes. why we do the things we do our obsession for many people with public praise and an interesting thing as a writer to talk about like how much of someone else's life are you allowed to take from yeah because there is this woman writes a short story and it it you know like she said she's like if i were her i wouldn't want to identify with this character who is a narcissist yes but there is a letter that is written in one of the drafts. I forget which one because it changed, but it's basically like a verbatim email that was sent. Yeah. And so, so the original woman, what's her name? Dawn. Dawn Dorland. Dawn. Dawn tries to get her kicked out of conferences, tries to get awards taken away, tries to get like, really, she makes it her mission to make sure. Did you know she plagiarized this? Consumed by it. It's like, and it's not a lot like it's it's i mean so then she sues her yeah this is i hadn't gotten to this but i but i knew that this is what happened it they go to federal court oh my god Uh, i i don't know exactly where it ends up but because the lady who wrote the short story is kind of incensed that she's like writers take from life that is just what we do i changed the email enough but there was some wording that i really liked yeah and it's also like the lady wasn't writing a story about it no i mean it's about it you know what is uncomfortable you know that it can feel uncomfortable to know that somebody used pieces of your life in a in a different fashion and that's part of knowing writers quite frankly you know or but it's also not it's the more fascinating part is this woman's need for validation and acclaim uh, that it is it is an identity piece she is so attached to yeah i didn't get all the way through it but i believe there is an element of maybe another writer's group screenshotting things that the kidney donor has posted and sending it back and forth to mock her which then becomes further evidence in the trial it is just wild all to say 
if you are a writer, you simply must rewrite what other, even if you want the sentiment, you have to make it your own. You got to change it a little bit. Change the names, change the specifics if you can. But Miss Kidney Donor. What a character to have come out of like thin air. And like Tracy Morrissey, who we follow, uh, famously who outed (laughs) Jamila Jamil for being for a lot of liar. Yeah. (laughs) an, An insane liar. I love when Tracy gets like really fixated on and she was losing it over kidney woman and found her Instagram and was posting like she found all these like posts like every post is about like kidney events and like with her surgeon and kidney parties and it's this woman's entire excuse me entire identity became about this very big deal but also not in terms of how it affects other people's lives beyond who receives that it, kidney. I think it is great that she was like, I, I under, it's one great to give a kidney. What an amazing gift to, yeah, raise awareness, let people know that's something they can do if they're interested. Yeah. But two, three, you didn't say anything about it to me. <laughs> that's so weird. So, so to people that she was like, I thought we were better friends than the, the people she's telling her. I didn't think we were. That's, I think the, I think that's, the heart of it is yes. like I think it's about a really painful truth when people walk through the world on Facebook believing that relationships are different than they are and like but it's I've Facebook had, specifically it's these like writers groups and stuff yes and writers conferences and leaf that people can be connected and having two totally different experiences yeah. about like how they would define that relationship, you know? I almost tweeted something over the weekend, but then I was like, I don't want my actual friends to think that this is about them, but I was going to tweet that, like, I'm at the age now where a lot of my friends don't like me, and I don't like them. (laughs) Because we've been calling 300 people our friends for a decade. Absolutely, especially for us with UCB, yeah. That, like, this big community, like, my friend, I always say my friend, and I don't mean it. No. I think it's like, and it's a, the normal piece of adulthood for people to shift into acquaintances or coworkers yeah. or colleagues. And that's how most people have a handful of friends and know a lot of people, potentially, if you've like traveled and gone to college and worked at multiple places. And that's about it. And then there's your family, you know? Yeah. And it's not this network of like many, many friends, you know? Like at a certain age, that's not very, A, it's impossible to maintain, and B, it's just, it's not very normal, you know? Yeah, agreed. But it's a great read. It's fascinating. I, I recommend it. I can't wait to finish it. Oh my God, what happened to Ray J? So this is, hmm, how do I say? I'll just say what it is. So Ray J has been hospitalized with pneumonia. Okay. He says it is just pneumonia. He has pneumonia. It's not infectious and he does not have COVID. But also, he is in the COVID wing of the hospital. And to that, I say, who is being irresponsible here? (laughs) Is it Ray J with the truth? Or is it the hospital for putting a man who's ill in In with COVID COVID patients? I, this is a, this is a tricky one. And then not only is he not having COVID in the COVID wing, suffering from de- pneumonia, his he filed for divorce from his wife, Princess, for a third time <laughs> while he's in the hospital. This is wild. Ray J and this woman, remember, everybody... I Yes, Princess Love. I love that name. 
Princess Love, I feel like they have parted and come back together a couple of times. And it's, it seemed like they've had kids that have brought them back together. Yes. They have two kids, Epic Ray, 21 months, and Melody Love, who's three. And yeah, I, I, what, I don't know what's going on with Ray J. I'm worried. Yeah, he's in the hospital and he's calling his lawyer to make sure they file for divorce and... Oh my god, who files from divorce? I maybe that happens a lot. I, I, I don't know. And so in 2019, his love, the wife, mm-hmm. filed for divorce after she said Ray J left her and their daughter stranded in <gasps> Las Vegas. What? And he denied that. He said, No, I didn't. And then in 2020, four months after their second child, she requested the filing to be oh wait no so she went through with her plans and filed for divorce in may 2020 and then four months after welcoming her second child she filed to charge she blah blah requested for the filing to be dismissed just two months later this is nuts i think i got the timing off of that but regardless and then in (sighs) yeah these two gotta figure it out is what i gotta say and then, so though the couple appeared to have reconciled after Ray J shared a touching tribute for Love's birthday in that August, so he recent. filed for divorce in mid-September, <gasps> asking at the time for joint custody of their two children. A birthday post and then a divorce filing, but then he agreed to call off the divorce. <laughs> oh my God, Ray J! Maybe what? Uh huh. That's what I'm saying. What is going on here? What does, is going on? Does he sir? have pneumonia, divorce, COVID, or reconciliation? Is Ray it, J. Is it just to be uh, mysterious and stay in the headlines? Well, unfortunately, it's working. It definitely has worked. <laughs> I mean, here we are talking about it. I am so curious if you are an if you work at a hospital. Let me know if they are putting non-COVID patients in the COVID wards. Yeah, that feels feels incorrect like an yeah that doesn't feel like a way to get people better yeah but what do i know i don't run a hospital i don't run a hospital <laughs> i'm not gonna i don't want to neither of us should have to Look, i watched house and while that lady was very sexy it seemed like a lot of pressure on her that and dealing with house come on we don't yeah want, we don't want to guys we don't want to deal with house and we don't want to run a hospital sure he's a genius but it's all they always think it's huntington's disease or no that's what our friend, wait, what's her name? Olivia Wilde had Huntington's disease. Did you ever watch House? No. It was great. I mean, it was very beloved. I remember it being like a juggernaut. Oh, do you know that I was fully floored whenever I was like, oh my God, House is a substitute for Holmes. He's Sherlock Holmes. What? <gasps> That's why he's so good at figuring out these rare infectious diseases he's an investigator he's sherlock house sherlock house (laughs) he has an opioid addiction just like sherlock holmes did i love i'm telling you knowing you like my beloved onion just a layer peels back and it's the last thing i could have guessed do you know what the most interesting thing about me is just (laughs) i'm not smart i'm like that's not true okay uh, I'm not, 
I'm not. No, it's not. I'm not smart, but I'm so clever. It seems to hide itself. <laughs> I, I, di- I know what you were saying. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree because I know you're smart, but I know what you're saying. I, I like, feel much the same. I like work around my stupidity and ignorance by being really quick talking <laughs> and confident. Well. If it's true, you fooled me. Gotcha, uh, bitch. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> now, this l- next one, I am. Did you watch this? I have not watched it, and I'm so I curious about this. I did not watch the doc. I watched the, the trailer. The trailer for a new Britney Murphy doc. It's called What Happened, Brittany Murphy, and it explores her mysterious death. Oh my God. I have been, I was obsessed with this era of this whole story. I cannot wait to watch this because this was one of the weirdest this is like in that anna nicole world almost of just like what like multiple deaths and mysterious sort of like circumstances i mean it is truly even if she weren't a famous actress yeah famous young actress it would still be dateline worthy 100 percent. so one thing that's crazy i don't know if you know this and maybe tiktok is lying to me but the house she lived in when she did pass away was previously owned by Britney, Britney Spears and Britney Spears said it had bad vibes. I've seen that house. I and looked at that house once. She like sold a little- it under value and Britney Murphy was like, this is a great deal. Perhaps I should move in here with my very weird husband who no one understands why I'm with him. Right. And my mother will come too. And there was a lot of stuff. The mom had been her manager and there had been a lot of rumors of stealing very like a very bad relationship. Then she marries this older man, Simon Momjack, Monjack, Monjack has these crazy stories about what he's like French or something. Maybe? Yeah. And he, he said that he had terminal brain cancer, but then he was cured and that he just has like these larger than life or or these tall tales that like make him sound he's a film producer but no one knows what he's actually ever done this is the part that's the craziest so he died five months after her they were both found dead in their home in this home coroner determined her cause of death as multiple drug intoxication pneumonia and quote iron deficiency anemia and when he died a coroner also determined acute pneumonia and severe anemia so it's like what was happening in this house that these people were like those are like that's like starvation type of death yes well Brittany I believe had been training preparing like she was like like well she was always trying to lose weight but I think Mm. at one point she had been training for like Black Swan or something like that she was really hoping to get the part I Uh. could have the timing of this all off too okay but that Basically, she had a really bad flu and they were like, you'll be fine. And they were just making her kind of tough it out at home. And so she wasn't getting any nutrients and stuff and was already very thin. So she when she was sick, was eating even less because she was sick. So she was fell into anemia. But there's also theories that possibly and this is the weird part, guys. Mm -hmm. Brittany's mom would, after she died, she slept in bed with her, with Brittany's husband, because he was so lonely. Did you never hear this? No. And then he dies. She calls 911. He dies. And people are like, was she poisoning them? And her father's very suspicious that maybe she did something. And this is all without watching this doc. So no, I can't but I to- remember this being such, I mean, and especially I think anyone who followed her career, 
there was just a lot of fascination because, yes, she had gone from being this little cutie from Clueless and then kind of became super famous and lost a lot of weight and was like really spindly and thin and then dating Ashton Kutcher and they were this mega couple in the early aughts and then you know I think she seemed like unwell in certain periods and yeah it was like just, kind and of then, kind of kooky and yeah and maybe kind of off or you know just struggling in different ways and then this was the end of her life very suddenly it was this like partner who this mystery man that it seemed like people were deeply suspicious of and then she died and then the husband died and it was like what so i'm so curious about so this. curious and people are like was there mold in the house like what yeah that's i i remember that being a theory about like was there something toxic in this house because it was like the cause of death for both were so strange but what if mommy was poisoning allegedly oh my god allegedly remember- i saw a tiktok about a guy who discovered right before he died that his wife had been slowly poisoning before him for he died yeah. no sorry sorry he didn't die because is it the guy who wrote a book about his wife poisoning it him? It must for be he, him. It was like five months and he was like getting sicker and sicker and sicker. He's like, no one knew what was wrong with and me. And they're going to all the doctors and that it was then they finally realized that it was. And one of those like cartoon poisons, too, you know, like with the X crossing <laughs> yes. skull bones. <laughs> well, should we cross take a little and skull bones? Cross and skull bones. A skull and crossbones. Like I just said a cross and skull bones. And, it's, <laughs> and I know exactly what you mean because I speak your language and you speak mine. <laughs> I'm not smart. I said it already. Lying. I got ahead of the rumors. Okay, Potomac. So I told you I, I need you to lead me through this because my notes are garbage. I mean, I'm not going in scene by scene anyway. <laughs> but but this was a wild episode. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. God, there's so many good things in this one. Cr- cr- I like that Chris... He even Chris. Chris is such a he's such a level headed partner for Candace, who's a main who's a mean little lady, mean little lady. Like I mean, you're so right. Like he is such a counterbalance yes. to her. And he was like, "Yeah, I think you should not call someone's mother low budget." Yes. And then she immediately starts ripping into Mia's body again. She's obsessed. She. This is. I don't maybe I just didn't clock it as much in Potomac so far but like her fixation on once she has designated a body part as ugly on another woman whether it's she's like so threatened by other women it's for young so women. great when she's so attractive it's so strange to she's me to be like Tinkerbell it's like whether it's yeah it, it's the forehead it's the size of the feet it's the wide hips it's like so crazy in this moment to watch a woman just like openly mock other women's bodies and it's so disappointing because she's so smart yeah she's so smart and so funny that you're like why are you stooping there making fun of someone's appearance as a comedian i can tell you this it is the easiest and lowest 100 percent. and she is like, and i'm very good at it though and maybe, i make it look i i make it look easy i know she's funny too like she makes me laugh like her and confession, her confessionals make, like make me laugh almost the hardest other than Karen. She can be so funny and she I doesn't just, need it. I, I just feel like and I, I talk uh, later we get there, but I was like, she's begging for someone else to beat her up. I know. I know. 
She's cruising for She's a bruising. Absolutely cruising for a bruising. Then we have Ashley over at Robin's house. And LOL, I laughed so hard when she popped her boob out and says that the baby can just use it as a pacifier. I know. <laughs> just <laughs> so funny. I love her in mom mode. I don't know. I just love her so much. She's just got an ease about I her. Just love her vibe. Yeah. We, I, we say it every time and it's like, her shit is so messy. And then also, I just love it so much, though. You know? It's so interesting because obviously there's a deficit of this father figure in her life, right? Yes. But she has such a loving family that it yeah. seems to, I don't know, it bounced her out in a way that's made her prepared for this terrible marriage. Yeah. And she just seems sort of strangely like above it, even though it's her own marriage, you know? Or like somehow she doesn't internalize. I'm sure she does with the Michael stuff, but it's like she seems like she's confident and rooted somehow. Yeah, you know? I know a divorce is coming and I can't wait for it. But Me too. I, she'll be fine. She'll like, be that's the fine. Thing, I'm like, yeah, she got her baby. She'll be fine. So Giselle texted. OK, you guys have been listening to a free preview of Ellis for Losers. Ooh, we hope you liked it. Oh, yeah. And if you did. You can go on over to patreon.com slash L is for losers and you can sign up to listen to our full episodes, mm -hmm. which are quite meaty. <laughs> and we also will have our vintage recaps of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, it's fun. We got a whole lot of stuff there for you. You're going to love what you find. Yeah, it's patreon.com slash L is for losers. Bye.